Next on BYU Sports Nation, the next pioneer of BYU football, Ball Hawks. Who's the big-time playmaker defensive back for 2017? My former teammate, Andy Mann, who has been around the BYU football program for decades, Grandpa B, a.k.a. Brandon Bradley, joins us live to discuss the secondary. Plus 1.8 million reasons for Jimmy Fredette to head back to China, and what's the chance he ever plays in the NBA again? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Hey, we're live with your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, July 24th. Pioneer Day here in Utah, wherever and however you're dialed in. It's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with everyone's favorite cheap fireworks expert, Brian Logan. Hey, holla at you, boy. So, you know what, man? Growing up in California, we didn't have uh, fireworks. We couldn't really do it. They are illegal. So, All fireworks are were illegal? Yeah. Well, I mean, you had, like, the little ones, like the poppers. We did the poppers. The little, you know the little poppers? That there you was did? a poppers exception? Yeah, man. We had the poppers. That's all we had. Nothing else? Nope. I think we had, like, some, like, the little cherry bombs. Is that what they call <laughs> The green ones? The green things? We had those. Okay. Occasionally, but... Uh, yeah, man, we we didn't really have oh like sparklers, right? Like the sparklers. Yep. <laughs> you, you had a very sad childhood I when know, it came man. to fireworks. I didn't experience none of that until I got here in two thousand nine, man. Like holy cow! Yeah, dude. So quick, a quick story when I when I first got here, and I think it was so I, I came in spring, right? Uh, a little different from a, for a junior college transfer. They usually come right before fall camp, or you come in January. I I got to come in May. And um, my first experience with the guys when they when everybody was, was coming back from from break, Vic Soto and a whole bunch of just of the Polynesian players took me. I forgot what house we went to. We went to a house and a whole bunch of like uh, bottle rockets or Roman candles. I don't know what they're called. You got to forgive me because I don't know my fireworks. <laughs> and we had a, like a bottle like a bottle rocket fight. Like it was crazy, man. <laughs> I was like, "What is? How is this fun, everybody? Like, what are you? Like, what are you doing?" Listen, attach a firecracker to the end of a stick. It's gonna fly at you, explode. It's gonna be super fun. Yeah, and we, they had like poles, like like plastic uh-huh. poles, like uh-huh. pipes, and just running around. PVC getting... pipes. Oh, dude, I was I was sitting. I grabbed a trash can. And I was hiding. I was like, ah, ah, and everybody made fun of me. Everybody, because they were like, "Dude, I don't know." If Watch you on the team now, screaming like a girl. I'm like, excuse me for trying not to get my face blown up, man. Why are kids so? Why are kids so unrealistic and illogical with fireworks like that? I don't understand it, dude. I, I was like, grown men for that matter, if we're talking about Brian Logan bro, back in I, I was like, I'm just trying to make it to my first game, D1 game, <laughs> man. Like, oh no, I don't understand. Can you imagine going to that then at that time, Coach Mendenhall, uh, Brian. What happened to your face? I got shot with a bottle rocket. By Vic. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Hey, some fireworks going off in the state of Louisiana today in the form of BYU's 50 in 50. Get ready. Raging Cajun, BYU, the stretch Y, and all that swag, including BYU Sports Nation stuff, headed to the state of Louisiana. We have a huge show today. Of course, we've already discussed the fireworks. We've taken care of that business. <laughs> We have Brandon Bradley, who is part of the Defensive Backs Fraternity. Grandpa B. Former teammate of Brian Logan. Yeah, old man. Grandpa B is what we call him. Call him the old man. Wise in everything. Uh, walks with a limp. 
because he's old. You know, old age would do that to you. <laughs> so I think I think he I think he had some gray hairs, but I think we he's starting to dye him now. So bold predictions from Grandpa B and Belo here in Studio B in regard to the 2017 BYU football defensive backs and what's the deal with Jimmer Fredette? On his way back to China for a reported two-year contract, $1.8 million per season, not to mention the extracurricular money-making opportunities he will have with all those endorsement deals. He is Jimo Dashen. He is the lonely master. No. People love him. He is a goldmine for Chinese basketball. But will he ever play in the NBA? We're going to talk about that as well. And that takes us to today's headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Jimmer Fredette returning to the Shanghai Sharks, Brian Logan. Signing a two-year contract again for that rumored $1.8 million per season. He played with the Sharks last year, scored 73 points in a game. Dude averaged almost 40 a game and was named the international MVP last season. Played on that all-star game roster with the Chinese Basketball Association. He's headed back for more. What say ye, BYU Sports Nation? We will discuss that in about a half an hour. Good for Jimmer, man. Good for good for him. Make some money. You still get to play and not be behind a, a desk. You know, like he's an the guy. Person. No, he yeah, is and the guy. That's, that's the thing too. Like in the CBA. I mean, when you when you hear him talk about his experience and how all the fans and just so much love that he was shown. I mean, why would you not want to you know be in a situation like that? I would take less money. I would take less. Fame or stage, so to speak, NBA for me to to play and do what I love to do, um, and still get you know shown that that type of appreciation. Man, I think anybody would do that in their right mind instead of being stressful, uh, you know, stressed out, not knowing where you're going to be, you know, if ands whatever the case is. Something that's that's established and something that I think that he he ha- he's familiar with, right? Sure, so, sure. Good, good, good for Jimmer, man. Um, NFL.com lists the top ten linebackers to watch in this upcoming 2017 season. And your boy, Fred Warner, came in at number nine. Fred uh, making a lot of pub this offseason. Excited to see that NFL.com and picked him up. Um, Fred uh, led BYU last year with 86 total tackles. So now that he's on the map, now he just has to put it on film. Uh, Now that all the scouts are, are on his radar, on their radar, um, and see what he can do, man, for the, this next upcoming draft. So congrats to uh, to Fred. Absolutely. Dude's on the radar, as you mentioned. And Put it on I, tape. I guarantee you he'll use the motivation. as like it's, it's not about being on the list. It's like, oh, I was number nine. I ain't what? Not number one? Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, use it. Use it. Former BYU linebacker Harvey Longy opens up training camp with other rookies for the defending Super Bowl champion New England Patriots today. Remember, Longy, the highest-paid undrafted free agent in the 2017 draft campaign. The Patriots' first preseason game slated for August 10th against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good luck to Harvey. Jacob Brugman went 3-for-6 in two games for the Oakland A's versus the Mets over the weekend. Brugman and the A's begin Game one of a series versus the Toronto Blue Jays tonight. Hey, not bad. Bruggy batting 500 in his last two games. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Ball hawk heir apparent. 
you may remember Kainakua and the ability he had to change the way an offense tries to go against the BYU defense. He, they were always aware of him for a reason because he is a game changer. True. He's now a member of the Cleveland Browns and in all seriousness has a chance to start for the Browns as a rookie in front of the dog pound this fall. Some words that come to mind when you think about Kainakua, Brian. Clutch. Mm-hmm. Big time. Mm-hmm. Fearless. Mm-hmm. Experienced. And the thing I heard more than any other about Kainakua while he was at BYU Ball hawk. Mm-hmm. He was always around the ball. How many clutch big-time plays did that guy make at BYU? Take your pick. Tons, man. Tons. I, I, think, I think one thing that sticks out to me when you, when you hear ball hawk, um, and, and a lot of fans don't really understand um, or, or maybe don't really look too deep into uh, instincts. And to, to be a ball hawk, you have to go – against the rules, right, maybe where you're supposed to be, uh, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And, and your, when your instincts take over, man, that kind of leads you to, to the ball and, and capitalize on it like Kai does or did. Uh, you, become, you become that ball hawk, man. So uh, I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me is, is the, the Boise State game. Oh, man. That's, that by far, man, was like that dude is on a whole other level right there. The Boise State oh, game 2015, when yep. he housed that last play, BYU wins the game 35-24. I can't remember a time I've heard Lavelle Edwards Stadium louder. Like, that was ridiculous. It was rumbling. It was schmacking, man. Schmacking. After the Mangum miracle to Mitchell Juergens, Nakua houses that ball. That was crazy. So you talk about that, the Toledo interception. BYU probably doesn't win that game last year without Kai Nakua coming up big. 14 career picks, not to mention his last pick, which sealed the poinsettia bowl. Only oh, fitting yeah. right. that an interception sealed the game via Kai Nakua. Okay, defensive backs, secondaries, and today our preview centers in on those guys. Who better than Brian Logan and former BYU defensive back Brandon Bradley to break down the past defending troops? First and foremost, Brian. BYU is looking for the next ball hawk. Mm-hmm. So the Twitter question, if you don't mind. Who is the next big playmaker among the BYU defensive backs in 2017? First tweet in, at BYU underscore Bob. Dion Lake. He's not the best, but when the ball is in his hands, he can make something big happen. Oh, speaking of Boise State, in a loss, albeit last year, but... The, the Broncos tried to pick on Dion a little bit, yeah. and it, it didn't work out very well. Uh, wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't happening. And I, I, and I like that, um, th- uh, that, that pick. And, and I think fans would think of uh, Troy Warner as probably the number one. But I can't say that. I got I to gotta agree and say Dion as well. Why, Di- why Dion Gawoluku? Ga- Dion Guacamole. Uh, because, it's because of, of, of Troy. And, and when you have a lockdown corner like Troy, you're not going to get a lot of action. So he's not going to have a lot of opportunities to capitalize and on, you know, on, on his opportunities, um, on uh, making those big plays. And so you got to look to the other side of the ball. So by default, that's what's, you know, I, I think Diane's going to have the most opportunities. I was like, like me, man, in, in, in 2009. When I, when, so because you had, you know, Grandpa B, uh, Brandon Bradley, 6'3", you know, 200-something uh, pound corner. Then you had 5'6", 170 uh, pounds. Who do you think you're going to, right? <laughs> red, out of ball. Red, red, fade, high, high point. I'm throwing it up. I'm just throwing it up. Just go. And, and I mean, I held my own uh, sometimes, right, majority of the time. 
and, and I and I capitalized, so I had a lot of uh, past breakups. Um, you know, got some interceptions. So I just saw a lot of action, and, and because I was able to, you know, capitalize on that, you know, I think I think I, I stood out the most in the secondary that year. Uh, when you fast forward 2010, I didn't I didn't have a lot of that action, and so I was kind of bored, man, just picking my nose, and yeah, you know. So that's the same thing with Troy, man. I think I think because of that, he he is the best um, uh, DB. Uh, he, he, you know, topped all the way to bottom from skill set to, uh, instincts, all the above, man. But because you have a guy like that, I'm not, it's just not smart to throw against. It's not at all. Brian Logan going with Diane Galwolaku as his next playmaker, because you feel like he will have more opportunities opportunities. than any other player Mm -hmm. because of his size. Yeah. Not necessarily because of, okay. Yeah. It's probably because of that. Compared, compared to the other defensive backs. Yep. You yeah. feel like he's he's so, he's he is shorter, right? So that's, the, so that's the first thing. I mean, as a quarterback, I'm I'm gonna look at my DBs and, and just the my strengths and the weaknesses. So the first thing with the, with the, with the strength of the secondary, I'm gonna say, okay, Troy is probably the number one guy. Let's not go against Troy. So what are my other options that I have, right? And out of these other options, I see somebody that's five nine, five eight. Yeah, he's I'm probably gonna go after him. Right, and that's just that's just natural until um, Dion starts to prove himself that no, don't come over here. He's not in my house. You can't come. You can't throw the ball over here because I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it. I'm gonna take it away. And so until that happens, he's gonna get his opportunity. He's gonna get more opportunities. We'll discuss all of the notable past defenders coming up on BYU Sports Nation in about 15 minutes. I'm just gonna put some names out there for you. Okay, one is Zane Anderson, and a lot of you are like, who? Zane Anderson is a guy that all of the defensive coaches are very high on. Why is that? Also, Chris Wilcox. We hear about Troy Warner and Diane Gawoloku. Yep. Chris Wilcox is a guy like that the coaches have very high upside for. My answer to the question, I think it's simple. It's the most experienced guy. It's Micah Hanneman. This is Micah Hanneman's year to be the leader, right? Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's his year to be the leader. Kai Nakua is gone, and BYU is trying to replace some serious production from the Cobra Kai, hashtag sweep the leg. So why not Micah Hanneman to step in and help replace our stat of the day? It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Kai Nakua had 14 career interceptions at BYU, the most by any BYU football player since defensive stats were officially kept in the year 2000. He had six in a season Twice. Kainakua, after his three interception performance against Boise State, got a Heisman vote. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember that's the that. the type of player he was. That's the kind of impact he made in one game, right? Yep. He could do that. Why not Micah Hanneman? He's already had a taste of making big plays. Let's not overlook the oft-forgotten tiptoe sideline interception against the University yep. of Nebraska. Yep. BYU doesn't win that game with the Mangum Miracle. At Memorial Stadium, if Micah doesn't come up with that play late in the game. If anybody can replace Kai, it's it's somebody like Micah. Because you look at Kai's overall athletic ability, right? Not just from a defensive back standpoint. Also, just to note, Tate, that the that the best players on the field are DBs, right? So they have to be the most athletic. And when you have an athletic guy like Kai, right, or like Micah, um, you can go out and make those plays. So anybody else on the on the field, like this is Micah is the perfect person. To, to almost identically go and replace Kai. He's the most experienced returning starter, and the defensive backs loves to lay the lumber. 
The guy likes to hit wide receivers. He's also got a new haircut. Not sure how that factors into this, Brian. It's called but swag. I, but I like the idea of a new look to be that new leader in the secondary, right? Yeah, of course, man. And of course, Micah knows better than anybody, we are one day closer to Portland State. Countdown to the Vikings. 33 days. 33 days away. That was perfect. Boom. And who better than Aaron Francisco, the former BYU great who was a safety, great one at BYU, and played for the Arizona Cardinals in a Super Bowl, number 33 on a day like today. I think Brandon Bradley probably played with him. (laughs) (laughs) Grandpa B. Grandpa B. Coming up, we're going to talk to Brandon Bradley about who he thinks will be the next big playmaker in the secondary. He's coming after you, Brian Logan. Beware. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation nationally simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio worldwide, for that matter. Our conversation is rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join us on Wednesday for the BYU Football Fall Camp Preview. Camp starts this week. I'm so excited because I'm not going to be bored with my life anymore. Uh, and if you guys don't want to be bored either, tune in on Wednesday and become an expert. Watch the show. Who is the next big playmaker among the BYU defensive backs in 2017? At CPA underscore Coog tweets in Zane Anderson. I think we know we're in good hands with the returning defensive back starters, but coaches really like Zane. He'll turn heads. I've heard some good stuff, man. You know, so we talked about this earlier today, and it's hard when you have guys that have either little experience or no experience at all. And I'm talking about game experience. So it's it's hard to get excited to watch camp and, like, look at, like, oh, who's going to be the backup? Who's going to be the starter? Because I want to know what they do in the game. You know what I mean? There's so many things that can that can change from the fall camp competition to in-game competition because that's when it gets real. So yeah, man. I mean, not to downplay that or anything like that. I mean, I'm excited. I don't. I'm not worried at all. I have confidence, even though there's some spots that that need to be filled. Okay. So that's that's the biggest thing, though, is I have I have confidence in the whatever guy that's going to emerge will be fine. It's about to get real in Studio B. <laughs> Two members of the same defensive back fraternity at BYU sitting next to each other, Brandon Bradley and Brian Logan. Brandon. Yes. Good to have you in Studio B, man. I'm glad to be here. It's been a long time. I've been trying to get on this show for probably eight years. <laughs> eight whole years. Told Spencer, man. To Jeez. Up, dude. You know? I've been your number one ally in this effort, Brandon. I don't know. I don't know. Every time I mention it to you, you don't seem too sold on the idea. Well, you made fun of my white pants when I attempted <laughs> to catch that punt uh, during fall camp a few years ago. So I had to overcome that. You're right. Okay, I got you. But differences aside, it's good to have you. <laughs> Studio I'm B. glad to be here. <laughs> hey, let's start with the easy question. Who is the better defensive back, you or Brian Logan? That's not even Be a real, question. man. Don't that's, lie to these people. Don't question, lie to these people. Bro. Me. 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 Don't lie to these people. Brandon Bradley. See, don't, that's not can, even a question. Come on, Brandon. You can li- lie to yourself. Don't lie to, don't lie. Don't lie to yourself, <laughs> man. You My mom taught me. me to be honest. You can lie to me. I'll be honest. You can lie to Spencer. You can <laughs> lie to these cameramen right here. Don't. 
Don't lie to yourself, man. I wouldn't. Come on now. I would never do Come that, on, especially dude. not in public. Come on, dude. You know, you uh, know. I knew that was the way to start it. <laughs> I knew. I knew that was the way to start it. But you know what, though, man? Like, we, we wouldn't be DBs if we, exactly. if we said the other exactly. one. That's if not, I conceded, it was like, you know, it was him. Yeah, yeah. No, man. He'd be a DB living like yeah, that. Yeah, any, any DB that says that, like, get, you deserve to go on the offensive side. <laughs> right. Don't be a receiver. <laughs> yeah, right? Be, yeah. That's, yeah. You ask any BYU defensive back right now on the roster who's the next big playmaker, they should say me. Exactly. Right? They should say, yeah. Exactly. They should they have should. that attitude. Exactly. They should. Okay. they should have it. Brandon, I know you've been working closely and uh, keeping an eye on uh, what BYU has in store this year as we get closer to fall camp, which opens up this week. Our Twitter question today is, who's the next ball hawk big playmaker for the BYU secondary? That was I've been listening to you guys talk. Um, I think because of the position, Hanneman is. Mm-hmm. Um, as a safety, you have a lot more opportunities to, to make those plays. As a corner, you kind of – Isolated. You only can make a play if the ball's thrown to your guy. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Hanneman. Um, I think he has a, a big opportunity. Lots of range. Yeah. Um, play baseball. Hand-eye coordination is great. Can track a ball really well. So I think it'll be Hanneman. I keep hearing about Zane Anderson, who is also going to play safety this year. What's What's the big deal with Zane Anderson? Um, from what I gather, is it's he's long. He can run. Um, he's not afraid to tackle. And I think that's a lot of upside that you can't. You can't coach a lot of that, yeah. you know. And he's young still, you know. So he has a lot of um, room to grow and to learn. I think they're excited about that because of his intangibles and what he has to bring um, next year, this upcoming year as far as in the future as well. So I think, he, uh, like you said, I think he'll turn some heads. So, so. I, know, I know every year, especially with us in, in DBs, um, we, we analyze the secondary and, you know, some years we get juiced and we're like, oh, we got guys coming back. Other years we're like, whew. Man, let's 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 pray right. let's pray for these guys. Rough one. Right, exactly. So, I mean, how what, what are your thoughts this year, um, or, or any concerns that you have? You know, what are you excited about? You know, just let give you the mic right now, which is very very rare of me to do. This that is true. <laughs> I'm glad you found it not selfish anymore. Uh, hey, I just uh-huh. I, you know I'm just doing this so I don't get fined, man. Uh-huh. Um, I'm excited for this group. Um, I know a couple of the DBs personally. Um. So I'm excited to see them be successful. I think there's a lot of talent, a lot of talent, and a lot of guys that can can make plays and um, help the defense out quite a bit. Um, I think there's one of my, you know, favorite guys who I think has kind of slept on out of the the corners is Chris Wilcox. Mm. I think he's he's a young kid last year, um, new to the position. Thrown into the fire against Toledo and West Virginia. But I think he's going to be a – a good player for the secondary. Um, obviously, we know about um, um, Troy and Troy, yep. and Diane. I like both of those kids as well. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them great understanding of the game of football. Um, both of them willing to hit, willing to make plays, not afraid to take a chance. So I think it's just it's just good depth this year. A lot of kids that can actually play football. You know, um, that's been that's been a that's been a concern. With right. I know when I came in here, it was like we don't. We just not a lot of depth, right? You don't right. have to, you're not a right. you're not a first string guy or first string goes down, Oof. it's over. Right? Yeah. Well they have depth this year, so it should be exciting. And they're gonna have a lot of opportunities to to prove themselves. So so, so. I, I, I said I said Dion was gonna be um probably have the have the most opportunities because of, of Troy. And it was kind of like that 
you know, uh, my my first year, and that's that's not necessarily like because of Brandon's skill set and, and his you that's know, exactly his, what his it was. abilities. It's because the wow. height difference, right? Like they they didn't look at him and go, ah, "This is a lockdown corner." Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Brian's side. They they said mm, this he's six foot. He's five. No, six. they was looking at film. So, hey, he played last year. <laughs> he, okay, I'm going over here. So 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 this so with, with this situation right now, it did happen. This happened my senior year, right? Because because they looked at me and went, Psh, okay, that skill level right there. So we're gonna go to Brandon's side. <laughs> we're gonna attack Brandon. So same thing with Troy, right? Right, B Troy. You look at Troy, lockdown type of a guy. Barely got any throw, you know, balls thrown to him last year when he did play. Um, and so, you know, don't you don't you feel like it's only right that that Dian would have more of an opportunity, even though he does play corner? Um, I agree with the latter statement. I don't agree with your statement about they threw you um, my way because <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. Just being honest, um, right? That's false. <laughs> um, but yes, I do. I feel like definitely height plays a plays a difference in. And decision making for a quarterback. Yeah. Um, any quarterback is going to always rather take the chance on a shorter DB than with a taller DB. Um, and Diane's in in in, um, in Troy's situation, I I agree to a certain extent. Um, I think because of the spacing on the field, mm-hmm. um, where the ball is thrown plays a big part in that. With Kai being there last year, I think they took opportunities where they could throw away from Kai. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those situations, you know, was to die inside um, for whatever the reason was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely do agree with you that height plays a difference and dying will get tested. But I think he, he proved himself last year. So now I think the quarterback, the offensive coordinator kind of got to go back to the drawing board. Okay, say which one's yeah, having the worst game? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> which one's having the worst game? That's who we'll throw. Oh, at. you mean right. use you know? simple logic? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Okay. We didn't. Too, okay. It's unfortunate that me and me and B as a uh, cornerback duo didn't get that point until like the last right. three games of our senior year. But you know, yeah, they got there eventually. Right. We, we, got, got, there eventually. we got there eventually. <laughs> yeah. From what I'm hearing from you, Brandon, it sounds like the depth that BYU has this year is the reason that you feel most confident in this group. Now, on the other side, what is your greatest concern for the BYU secondary in 2017? My biggest concern? Um, I don't know what my biggest concern is. That's good. Um, yeah, that is good. I They're a young group, obviously. Okay. And with that comes mistakes, you know, um, comes growing pains. Um, but I think Gennaro does a really good job of, of dealing with those growing pains in the moment and allowing them to overcome them, you know, without berating them and making them feel like they suck at their job. Sure. You know? sure, sure. No, um, listen, that's huge. And, like, every defensive back needs to have that short memory. Got to. Yeah. And some guys, it takes a while to develop that. Right. They can't stop thinking about the last big mistake they made. Yeah. yeah. Right. What I'll, is the oh, – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just, just going to say, I, I just want to give people a little bit of background. So, we had a coach that will not be, you know – Named uh, way back then, <laughs> way back when that that did that right and um, no man I mean th- there was times even for somebody like me that has a, a hard shell I would kind of start second guessing myself a little bit you know and uh, when you start second guessing yourself you don't play as quick and as fast and you end up getting beat so you know that's that's probably the number one attribute that you want to have as a DB right. coach um, you know is for your coach to uh, you know coach in that type of way so yeah yeah I. Yeah, I think he does a great job at that, and I think they'll be fine. But so it's not a concern; it's a 
not if, but when. I know mistakes are going to happen just because of the age and the position it is. You know, no DB can say I've never given up a big play my entire career. Right. doesn't exist. You know, so not going Josh to Norman, right? I mean, not right. Not the best. Not in the Sanders, Sanders, nobody. Exactly. Right? Nobody. Exactly. It's going to happen. So I, I don't like. I said I don't consider it a concern. It's just it's part of the growth process. Yeah, in the position. What, what do you What do you think the the biggest difference is with with you know when we played in, in Bronco, um, you know versus versus these guys in in, in Gennardo, um, and I think specifically more just the the confidence and kind of just. I don't think they had, like, I, I can't really see this th- yet. I see a little bit this offseason, the swag a little bit. Mm-hmm. We had the swag, but right. we, you know, I don't think it really showed as much when we got on the field versus these guys, right? You you kind of just see that in their play. Well, it's, it's kind of like how you mentioned it. The coach makes a big difference in that. Um, we had the swag. We weren't allowed to show it. Oh, okay. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. We were very contained and confined we only had this much to work with and if we got outside of that we were in trouble you know what i mean as with these guys the coaches allow them to be themselves (laughs) allow them to play football true you know what i mean right (laughs) right you know what i mean and they can they use are you saying that because we're black (laughs) (laughs) how does it feel to be i'm sorry that's my brain how does it feel to be how does it feel to be a minority right now this is very rare for you huh I'm pretty sure the rating's going to be sky high. <laughs> pretty sure. I'm sorry. I had to just throw that in there. I'm sorry. Sorry, Spencer. Uh, hey, no. I need to be made to feel uncomfortable every now and again, right? No, no. I'm but just... I'm telling you, there's nothing you can say to me. It doesn't to really, really happen throw me to, off, man. It doesn't happen too often when, you know, you It never are, happens, Yeah. Bro. It never happens. There's only like five of us here. Right. Two of us sitting right. here right now. So, yeah. But, no, man. I mean, I mean that's, that's, a good, that's a good point, though, as far as – um, just the, the coach and the style. But I think that's – you see that throughout the whole entire defense, right? Right. Not just the, the entire team. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think it's very important for DBs. Yeah. You know, the one thing a DB has to have no matter what is confidence. Yeah. You know? Um, and if that confidence is shaken, especially by your coach or coaches, it's hard to find it back. Yeah. It's hard to get on the field in between the lines and be like, you know, right. my coach trusts me to do what I'm <laughs> supposed to do. Um, so I think that's that's vital for 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 DB, um, and I think they get that from their coaching staff, especially Gennaro, and they can go out there and they can play football. And I think that was one of the things that that we saw with kind of cool so much. Yeah. And when we played Andrew Rich, yeah, they, Andrew. they didn't have to worry about uh, Coach yelling at them or pulling them out of the game because no. they were the guys. Like, right. yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean. So they were able to take those chances, like you said, without hesitation and worry. Like if I'm if this is wrong, yeah, I'm, I'm get out, yelled at. I'm you know out, what I mean? Yeah. They didn't have to worry about that. And those were guys that were able to make plays, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's going to be vital for them, especially with them being young, like I mentioned yeah. earlier. They have to be comfortable with themselves and their abilities. So. Okay, Brandon. Ed Lamb and Gennaro Guilford have come to you looking for help in establishing the starters for game number one against Portland State. <laughs> if you had to roll out four guys on August 26th, who are your starting secondary? Um, corners are dying. Okay. Troy. Okay. Um, my safety is Hanneman. Yep. And I'm gonna go with Zane as my other Zane. safety. Okay. Um, I'm. I say if I if I'm if my hopes in him are that high and I feel like he has the upside, why not put him in? Put him in. Yeah. And I know Matt Hadley will see some reps. He brings mm-hmm. experience. Chris Wilcox again, the guy that yeah. you mentioned. He uh, will, Wilcox would definitely be in my rotation. Um, Michael Shelton would be my nickel. Yep. Um. Yep. But I think they have a lot of guys that can play a lot of different places on the field yeah. in depth, which is always key in that position. So, 
that would be my stars. Good stuff. Let's finish with this. Uh, one, your knee was down against Utah. <laughs> yes, it was. I had a Utah fan in Walmart tell me that. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it got to be true, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just. This is a lesson. This is a lesson for all grandpas out there. You know, when you, when you're in situations like that, it's just, just you can seal the win. Just go and slide. Just take a knee. Well, if Don't your try to be teammate, down. if your teammate had blocked for you. <laughs> It probably would have been a pick six. Well, I mean, that's all I'm saying. I mean, if, if the offense, you know, wasn't. Yeah, you know, I'm not talking you, about offense. You, I'm talking about defense. Oh, I was blocking. I was no, blocking you on the other side. I was on the no, other side. you were right next to me. You didn't see and me, you man. missed the tight end. That you didn't see me, me, dude. I was blocking. I was way downfield. <laughs> I dude, I, Spencer, no lie, man. I was sprinting. I turned around and I was like, wait, what? Where is he at? Because he ran and past then I saw the a pile person. and I was like, why is there a pile? He Where ran he past the, the closest person to me. Oh, man. Come on, dude. You just couldn't keep hey, up. When you old. get a chance, please pull that film up so the viewers can see. He's just too and you old, can show Brian. He's too old to keep up. That he like, missed the um, oh, tight end. I didn't miss. I didn't miss no. So, I'm, okay, this is why I strategically missed him because I assumed that a corner would be faster than a tight end. So, I was like, not I'm not going to waste my him. block. I'm not going to waste my block hey, on this hey, tight end. When, on DBs, when we get into session, who are the first two people you're supposed to block? Your receiver. Which is probably the closest to the ball, correct? Yeah. And then who else? Quarterback. Okay. So, the closest <laughs> person to me was the tight end, which is who you should have blocked. And then someone else should have got the quarterback. His rebuttal and the way he strategically <laughs> had that conversation. I'm just saying. That's not fair. We need, we not need fair. A court, yes, we need a court of law. We need a law show based on football plays film. with these two as your lawyers. Film. We just need film. Uh, for the record, <laughs> Twitter poll in, who is the better defensive back, Brandon Bradley or Brian Logan? It's early. It's oh, early. this is going to be a good so one. Get on Twitter and make your case. Wait, what is it right now? <laughs> Brian, Brian Logan winning 55% to 45%. So it's close. Oh. There we go. It's oh. close. Let's go. Let's go. We'll see. Okay. True fans, speak up, please. Uh-huh. <laughs> be honest, too. Be honest. Uh, this is one of the more enjoyable interviews we've ever had in Studio B. It was worth the wait. It was worth the it eight was, It was worth wait. the eight years. <laughs> Now, hopefully, I've proven myself and I can get back yes, on. Yes, you, know, you have. Again soon. In fact, I so. want your autograph on our stretch Y flag right back oh, there, I'm Brandon. Oh, I'm about that, bro. Hey, hey, I, give the man I the pen. Even, I haven't even signed that bro, flag. Bro, you work man. here, bro. He's going to go sign it. <laughs> Who's the next big playmaker among the BYU defensive backs in 2017? That is our Twitter question. Brandon Bradley, he is legitimizing his presence in Studio B with that signature right there. Send in your tweets, people. We want to hear from you. We're going to play What's the Chance as well, all centered on Jimmer Fredette. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends Spencer Linton and the very fired up Brian <laughs> Logan. In Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. And Grandpa, Grandpa B... A.K.A. Brandon Bradley has me fired up, man. Over if you missed that interview, yeah, if you missed that interview, eighteen or so minutes of gold between two <laughs> former defensive backs discussing everything from who was the better cornerback at BYU, prompting a Twitter poll, yeah. to was Brandon Bradley's knee down in 2010 against Utah, yep. probably would have sealed the win for BYU. Exactly, yeah. And who would he throw out there against Portland State in 2017? For the starting four secondary, along with his big playmaker, I mean, gold interview. Yes. Yes. Go and download. 
the BYU TV or BYU radio apps right now. And the thing I, I love about that is you can go back and watch that Utah game and see for yourself if, if, if I really did block somebody. Which I did. <laughs> Brandon telling you to go pull the film nope. so you pull can see film. Brian misses block. <laughs> that makes sense though, right, Spencer? Like, I'm thinking he's going to outrun this tight end that's 200 and something pounds. Like, any normal person would understand that, like, oh, that's a wasted block right there. I'm going to keep on going. And as I keep going, then I, it's like, oh, we're about to score. And then I see this dog pile, and I'm like, Wait a minute. Yeah, no. Here's what stinks about that. His knee was down. His knee was down. Yeah, it was down. A Utah fan in Walmart admitted it to Brandon. You know what, man? <laughs> sometimes, 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 dude, the karma just doesn't follow your way. That's there true. are so many things that ha- that went wrong that game that I just, yeah, we weren't we weren't meant to win. Sorry, though. It's, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go download the apps. Our Twitter question today, who is the next big playmaker among the BYU defensive backs in 2017? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. All right, here they go. At Laser Sheep tweets, and I'm going with Troy Warner. Not only will he make big plays, but announcers will accidentally give him credit for Fred's big plays. (laughs) The Warner Brothers coming this fall, August 26th. BYU football just 33 days away. At Kip Kint. Tweets in, the defense provides a lot of opportunities for a good ball hawk. Zane Anderson could step in and pick up where Kainakua left off. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what Brandon said. Well, Brandon is high on Zane, but he said the guy that, has, that makes the most sense is Micah Hanneman, who was my pick. I feel like this is his year to be the guy. No more Kai. No more sh- living in the shadow of Kainakua, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, I, th- I think he, you know, Micah may actually be slightly ath- more athletic than Kai. Um, that's the biggest thing I've ever heard of, of Micah in his in his career is how athletic this kid is, and that's that's a mm. guy you need to make plays like that. At G Hanson twenty five says Hanneman because he's the most experienced returning player. I agree. Up next, what's the chance Jimmer Fredette fulfills his entire two year contract in China, and will he ever play in the NBA again? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights, even on holidays like Pioneer Day in Utah, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Behind the Mic with Greg Rebell debuts on August 2nd, 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 Mountain Time. With the radio voice of the Cougars, I would say that Greg, uh, since he's been on this show, um, is my favorite Canadian. He's above Drake now. Oh wow! Yeah. He has Mo- he moved he moved against Justin Bieber. Supplanted Drake. Now, Drake. Now he's number one. Yes. Holy cow! Chad Lewis slated for uh, that first show on August second. His experiences in Ghana during Ziggy Ansah's football camp. Great stuff. Don't miss behind the mic with Greg Rebell. Who is the next big playmaker among the BYU defensive backs in 2017? At Jelly Belly Kelly treats in or tweets in rather treats. That's how you did that. Troy Warner. Remember Fred's sophomore year? These Warner brothers are legit even when they're young. Like it. We have mentioned a few times in this show Jimmer Fredette and the latest in his professional basketball career, which has him going to China on a two-year contract for a reported $1.8 million per year. So, with Jimmer in mind, 
We play a Jimmer-esque, what's the chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? It's all about Jimo Dashen, the lonely master. What's the, what's the chance, Jimmer Fredette style? Number one. What's the chance Jimmer Fredette fulfills his entire two-year contract in China? Uh, Brian, you do the honors. I'm going to say 90% chance, man. I'm going to say pretty high. And I think the reason why is because he, before he made any decisions, um, he took some time, wanted to take everything in, you know, <clears throat> new birth, all that, and um, decide what was the best decision for him and his family. And I think that time kind of allowed him to, to go into this direction that, yeah, this is something that I can see myself doing. And I could do it for maybe a, 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 a long time. Wow. So, yeah. First of all, I don't know the specific terms of Jimmer Fredette's deal, but I imagine there is an NBA out or there's some type of out, especially in year number two. Like, he, he will have some options whether or not he's going to go back to China after this year or not because that's what good contracts yeah, are made up they, of, yeah, okay? Yeah. His agents, his people, they have done their jobs. The question is, will he fulfill that two-year contract to the end in China? And I'm with you. I think it's very high. Yeah. Life is good for Jimmy Fredette in spot, China. Man. Good spot. He's making good coin. They take care of him. Mm-hmm. So he profits most of that money. And companies like Li Ning, which is like a Nike of China, they're all in on Jimmer. Stefan Marbury was the guy for the Chinese Basketball Association. He was like the poster child international star. Jimmer's that guy now. See, yeah. Why, why, why go anywhere else? Jimmer's that guy. He can do what he wants on his terms in China. Mm-hmm. You'd be the guy. And play in front of the most populous country in the entire world. Dude, it's, it makes no sense to He's go the else. dude. So I'm with you. I say 95% that Jimmer Fredette fulfills his two-year contract in China. Number two. What's the chance Jimmer averages more than 37 points per game this season? <laughs> he averaged 37 in his first year. I, I don't know. They've had the chance to scout him. Can, can he best 37 a game? Uh, I think I, I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to say 100%. Wow. <laughs> Ryan, use some logic. Dude. There's no logic on this show. <laughs> I just, I mean, I freestyle. Just give me a mic and I talk. <laughs> yeah, logic for BYU fans when it comes to Jimmer, those things don't really go hand in hand. I'm going to say 37% Jimmer averages more than 37 points per game this season. Under 50. Right. I'm not going to put it past him because he's an incredible scorer. Yeah. He scored 73 points in a single game. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. But I, I think that teams will scout him differently. They'll play him differently. They'll force him more double team. to pass the ball a little bit more. I think it's going to be tough for him to average more than 37 a game. I'm with you there, man. I can see that from a strategic standpoint. Yeah, get the ball out of his hands. Yeah. But the illogical answer is 100% he will average man. more? It's okay. Jimmer. Don't put him past Jimmer, man. <laughs> Number three. What's the chance Brian Logan is illogical? <laughs> I mean, 100%. What? <laughs> Not a question. See that on my sheet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. What's the chance Jimmer plays in the NBA again? Uh, I'm going to say zero, man. Zero. I'm going to say 0%. Wow, absolutes for Brian Logan today. Yeah. I'm just going to do that. I don't know. Imagine, I feel like something would have happened if it, if it, you know, if, if that was, if it was leading down that way, it would have happened. Um, but I just think that the, 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 the pros of this situation 
greatly outweigh you know the the pros of of the NBA. I mean, I, I feel like at this point, and this is I, I don't I can't speak for Jimmer. I'm speaking for myself, putting myself in his shoes. I literally the only thing I could think of 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 why you would want to go to the NBA would be just to just to say you kind of did it, like maybe like f- like fulfill your your um, I don't know your your dream, so to speak, and say maybe you know I gave him one last chance. I, I gave him my all. I I completely know that it's not for me or whatever the case may be. I don't I don't know. I I just think at this point there's I can't see any good reasons, I guess. I don't know. Now, when we talked to Jimmer last, he made it clear that there were options for him in the NBA. Yeah. But clearly those options were not as good as what he's going to get in China right. or he'd still be in the NBA. Right. No. And t- and t- I think that's that's Thank you, Spencer. You always have my back. You articulate my message way better than how I say it. <laughs> that doesn't mean he doesn't have options. Yeah, but but I just think out like weighing those options, right? Like you're saying. Yeah. Do you be want better. to be a make the league minimum guy, right. and we're not sure if we're going to play you at all, right? But you'll be on an NBA roster. Like Jimmer is good enough to be on an NBA roster, but why go somewhere? And wonder every day, am I even going to get a yeah, chance? Am I, gonna play? Yeah. am I even going to get a shot to yeah, play? Exactly. He he said there are options, but I've got to find the right fit. It's all about fit, and to this point, Jimmer hasn't found the right fit in the NBA. So that window's getting smaller. I mean, he's not getting any younger. He's no. 28. Right. He'll be 30 soon. Mm-hmm. What NBA team's going to be like? Yes, we are going to spend a lot of money on you, and you're going to be one of our guys. Zero. It just. It just doesn't make sense all the way around, right? Not that I don't think he deserves it. Oh, oh my goodness, I would love to see it. Yeah. Just give him 10 games as a starter in the NBA and see what he can do. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that any team would ever do that. Yeah, I don't think so, man. I say 10% chance Jimmer plays in the NBA again. That's pretty much zero, but yeah. Mm. (laughs) Except it's 10 higher than zero, right? Mm, Yeah, he's got (laughs) (laughs) Number four. Math is hard for Brian. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Harrison ju- Collier don't, bringing it today. Don't what's, judge me. What's the chance Jimmer plays in the in a league with a former BYU player? Now, this is interesting. Can Jimmer find his way into one of those European leagues and match up against the likes of Jonathan Tavernari or Ooh. Eric Mika? See, that, I think it would have to be the opposite. I think a player would have to go to China. Way. Yeah, exactly. Because why would you leave? I, if, again, why would you leave China? Why? When you're the guy. When you're the guy. Why? When you're given the nickname by the Chinese basketball populace as the lonely god or the lonely master. That's what I'm saying. Jimo Tashen. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. You got to come here. Up next, how did Colton Shaver and Maverick Buffalo play over the weekend in their minor league baseball games? We'll tell you in the Cougar Whip around this BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guest, Brandon Bradley, who did things to Brian Logan that only the podcast will reveal again. (laughs) If you missed any of that show, download it on iTunes or Google Play. Yes, do that. Uh, Until then, you can go ahead and listen to us whip it. Okay. (laughs) It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Jimmer! Jimmy returns to Shanghai to the Shanghai Sharks, signing a two-year contract for a rumored $1.8 million per season. He has been playing with the Sharks since 2016 and was named the international MVP last season. Football. NFL.com lists the top 10 linebackers to watch in college football in 2017. They place Federico 
Fred Warner at number nine. He led BYU last season with 86 total tackles. Former BYU linebacker Harvey Longo begins training camp with other rookies for the New England Patriots today. The first preseason game is on August 10th against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cougars in the major league. Jacob Brugman, three for six in his last two games for the Oakland A's in the big show against the Mets over the weekend. Brugman and the A's begin game one of a series against the Toronto Blue Jays tonight. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman went zero for three in <laughs> Iowa Cubs loss to the Oklahoma City Dodgers. Taylor Cole pitched one inning and had one walk in a Buffalo Bison victory over the Louisville Bats as we stay in the minor leagues. Brennan Lund went one for five, hitting a double in an England Empire 66ers loss to the Visalia Rahai. And Maverick Buffo, fresh off signing that new contract with the Toronto Blue Jays, pitched three scoreless innings, okay. struck out six with a walk and a okay. .87 earned run average. Buffo and the GCL Blue Jays fell to the Braves. Michael Rucker pitched five scoreless innings while striking out seven. Dude, Michael Rucker is Bowling. tearing it up. He earned his third win of the season while lowering his ERA to 105 in a Myrtle Beach Pelicans win over the Down Eastwood Ducks. Rucker has now pitched 20 consecutive scoreless innings while striking out 24 batters in that span. Yeah. Yep. Colton Shaver, one for three with a home run, two runs batted in, and a Greenville Astros lost to the Pulaski Yankees. <laughs> Baseball. Keegan Kringlin goes one for three with a walk and a 7-0 win for the St. Cloud Rocks. Golf. Zach Blair and Daniel. Oh, excuse me. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays competed at the Barbasol Championship. Blair finished tied for 27th at 12-under, and Summerhays finished 63rd at 6-under. Mm. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to Brandon Bradley, Brian oh, yeah. Logan. Yeah, Grandpa B, man. Grandpa B for coming in. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's, he is, I would say, good friend, um, you know, mentor, because he is very much older than me. Uh, you know, that's why we call him Grandpa B. Um, but somebody that, you know, took me in and, and same thing with, with Corby Eason, um, leader, uh, great guy off the field, uh, helped me out with my decision and getting married, all of the above, man. Good, good overall guy, but, uh, fun. yeah, yeah. So it's not all hate, but, uh, you know, yeah, we do, we do kind of clash a little bit. Who's the next big playmaker among the BYU defensive backs in 2017? Our elite tweet of the day from at EO Cowboy. I think Diane. Lake Gawoluku will have the biggest impact, but we need all of them to step up and make plays. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BYUSN. For Brian, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Jaime Hill. Later. Jaime!